All right. Good morning, Christ Church. Good morning. Hey, great that you're uh, here in the West. Maybe you're over there in the East or joining us online. Uh, however, you're here this morning at Christ Church. We're just glad you're spending your time with us, with us this morning. Uh, Christ Church, we're a place about lifting lives, elevating Christ, being a church for people uh, that aren't here yet. I'm uh, Pastor Bob, uh, one of the pastors here at, uh, at Christ Church. And today we are continuing uh, in our message series, uh, Transformed. Uh, and today, uh, here's the big thing. I'm going to be right up front with you and say, here's the, the big nut uh, for the day. Uh, and that is that transformation is going to take place in our lives uh, with a purpose. And here's what you've got to get your minds around. Is that uh, when God transforms you, he transforms you uh, for his purposes and for the sake of others. Okay, and that's the whole nut this morning that we hope you get. All right. Uh, remember, as we go through this series, we have kind of this uh, key verse, and you're going to see what I just uh, shared with you uh, come out in this key verse. It's uh, Romans 12, and so it's Paul speaking. It says, uh, And so, dear brothers and sisters, uh, I plead with you uh, to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you, because of what Jesus did for us. We give, give away life, right? We give ourselves away to a new way. Let them be a living daily, every day, a living and holy, God-centric, holy, sacrifice. Yes, you got to let go, sacrifice. See how that's all threading together? Sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. What we're going to talk about this morning is going to bring you in direct conflict with the mind and the ways of the world. Okay? It's going to bring you in direct conflict. But this is the invitation. Don't copy that. Don't buy into that way. Don't buy into that thinking. But let God, that's what Pastor Andrew talked about last week, right? Let God transform you into a what? Into a, are you out there? New person, right? New per Remember what we're talking about here, transformation. We're talking about being something different, new person. What you're going to hear this morning is to be a new person is to take on a new mind. That's what he's saying here. Into a new person by changing what? The way you think. You get that? The way you think. Here is where it starts. Do you remember? You, maybe you went through that period. If you're a Christ follower, you remember that period where everybody wore the, the wristband and it said what? WWJD, which meant... What would Jesus do? They were louder in East on that one, I think, right? What would Jesus do? Actually, you know what? Before there is WWJD, there is WWJT. What would Jesus think? That's where it starts. Whatever you think is where your mind is going to lead you and your body is going to follow. Whatever you think, where you think, is going to give the direction to your life and the outcomes of your life. It starts with the way you think. That's why the invitation of transformation is to be a new person. Not just in how you behave and what you do, but in the beginning, a new person by thinking totally different. Thinking totally opposite and different 
than the way the world would have you think. And when you change your thinking, when you become a new person in your thinking, you'll discover how incredible it is. You will be absolutely different. That's what it means, change. The Greek word transformed is metamorphosis. Maybe you heard this, right? A change of the form or nature of a thing of a person into a completely different one by natural or by what? By supernatural. What we're talking about in this series is a supernatural experience of being transformed from this to that, from a person of the world to a person of the kingdom of God. And it starts by drawing close to God, and when you draw close to God, He is going to begin transforming you, and it starts with the way you think. And the outcome is good and pleasing and perfect. But it starts with the way you think. And so transformation, the transformation that we're talking about, the transformation that God wants to accomplish uh, in our lives is a Holy Spirit work that is, is adopting the mind of Christ. What would Jesus think? And here's the big lesson of the day. Tipped you off in the very beginning, but here's the big lesson of the day. It starts with understanding that your life is not here for yourself. That your life is about serving God and serving others. you got to get your mind around what is the purpose of my life. Why am I here? What is the best use of my life? The world would tell you something different. The world would try to convince you that your life is all your own and it's all about you and it's all about getting all the benefit that you can get for yourself. That's not the mind of Christ. That's not the mind of Christ. Think for a minute. What was the mind of Christ? I mean, what did Jesus think that led to the outcome of what he did? What he thought? How do I be obedient to the Father? And how do I serve others by giving up my life? How do I be obedient to the Father? And how do I serve you? Isn't that what he did? If that's what he did, it must be what he thought. That his whole life, the purpose, why he came, was to be obedient to the Father. And in being obedient to Father, to give away his life, to sacrifice his life, for your sake so that you could be forgiven and you could live a different kind of life in contrast to this world. And that means he was obedient to the Father and he sacrificed and gave up his life for you so that you could think his thoughts. You see, this puts us in, an, in a constant challenge in our mind to understand what our life is truly about and how we do life. Here's a great example of that kind of tension. It comes out of Zechariah, the prophet. It says, then he said to me, this is what the Lord says. So this is the, what the Lord says. This is what's on, on, on God's mind. 
This is what the Lord says to Zerubbabel. It is not by force or by strength. What did he just say? Listen, your natural inclination in this world, in your old self, is to think that life is all about you. And therefore, if anything gets done, it gets done because of my strength, my force. It's my wisdom, my understanding, my knowledge, my strength, my will. That's all what the world would try to convince you of, to keep thinking that way. What does the Lord say? It's not by force. It's not by strength. That is not the way to incredible life. But by my spirit, says the Lord of heaven's army. Where is true life? True life is when we change the way we think about the purpose of our life, the focus of our life, that our lives are here not for us, but we are here to serve God, and that drives us into serving others. And we get that when God transforms our mind and takes over the way we think. Now, that's not just Old Testament, New Testament. The Apostle Paul, would you say, Pastor Paul, Apostle Paul is a guy who was pretty driven by the mind of Christ, out there giving away his life, serving God, establishing churches all over the place, right? But what does he say? So I say, let the Holy Spirit guide your lives. If the Holy Spirit is guiding your life, who is not guiding your life? That would be you, right? That would be you. Paul is telling us that we get the invitation to take on the mind of Christ, to be like Christ, and to understand our lives are not our own, but we are here to serve God and therefore serve others. And as we do that, as we take on the mind of Christ, it means we will look at things and evaluate things differently than the way the world does. That's what he says. Those who are spiritual, those who are captured by the gospel, right? Those who are spiritual can evaluate all things. So we'll evaluate things, but we'll do it through the mind of Christ, through the viewpoint of Christ, through the understanding that our lives are not our own. We're here to serve God and therefore serve others. He says we can evaluate all things, but... They themselves cannot be evaluated by others. Why? What he's telling us is that doing this will bring us in contrast to the world. When you take on, when you are transformed, and you begin thinking the thoughts of Christ, people of the world and people around you will say things like, What are you thinking? And that's where you say, Jesus! What are you doing? What are you thinking? What in the world is going through your mind? Because it's in contrast to what the world considers wisdom. Paul says, who can know the Lord's thought? Who knows enough to teach him? Anybody want to know the Lord's thoughts? Good thing. Here's what he says. But we, Christ followers, we understand these things for we have, what? The mind of Christ. You see, here's the invitation and the challenge today. 
to take on the mind of Christ and change the way you think about your life and to understand your life is here to serve God and therefore serve others. Now, you may hear that this morning and say, well, I don't know. I don't, I mean, I just don't see that I've got the capabilities. I just don't know that I am good enough. I don't know that I have the capacity for all that kingdom stuff. Let me tell you something. You do. Not because of you, but because God already understood you would question yourself. And so God has already given you the gifts that you need to be able to think his thoughts. How cool is God? Before we even wrap our minds around the fullness of the mind of Christ, he has always already given us and prepared us with gifts that when we do that, we are ready to go. Here's what it looks like. Transformation is the Holy Spirit work of employing spiritual gifts. When you get your mind around the mind of Christ and you understand your life is about serving God and serving others, he's going to create the opportunities for you to employ the gifts that he has given you to live out the mind of Christ. You follow me? He's going to give you the gifts. He's already given you the gifts you need to go ahead in your life and begin living contrary to the world, serving him, serving others, and employing gifts that he specifically chose for you according to your life, what he knows about you. Here's where it is in Scripture. He says, now, dear brothers and sisters, talking to Christ followers, now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives who? Us. The special abilities the Spirit gives us. I don't, want, I don't want you to misunderstand this. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, but the same Spirit is the source of them all. A spiritual gift is given to each of us. That'd be you. You see, God has already thought about your life. He has already previewed your life. And he knows the capacity you have to serve him and serve others. And so he has already chosen supernatural, special gifts just for you. And he's given you those gifts. Why? So you can serve God and serve others. He has absolutely prepared you for the life you have in Christ. He's prepared you for growing and taking on the mind of Christ and employing that mind in the life that you live. And he has chosen gifts for each of us so we can help, what, each other. You see the direction of the gift? The direction of the gift is to fulfill what I've been talking with you about this morning, the purpose of your life. The direction of the gift is specifically chosen so you can take on the mind of Christ and look at your life and understand. My life is about serving God and therefore serving others. And he has equipped you to do just that. 
that as you grow in the mind of Christ, you're able to step into living that out and accomplishing that in the lives of others. It is the one and only Spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. This is how much God knows you. This is how much God knows who you are and your life. That he has already chosen and poured into you the opportunity to have the mind of Christ and to live out in specific ways serving God and serving others with his gifts that he empowers you with. How cool is God? Isn't that amazing? He even says that you'll never run out of this gift. This is not a rebate gift. This is not a limited time offer. This does not expire in 90 days. He says, I pray that from his glorious, what? Unlimited resources. I put that in big letters so you don't miss that. Everybody see that? Unlimited. No expiration date. You don't have to look at your gift and say, sell, buy. It's not expiring. It is there for you. It is given for you. It is available to you when you take on the mind of Christ, when you understand what your life is about, serving God and serving others. This unlimited resource is going to empower you with an inner strength through his spirit. See, this is incredible stuff. This is transformational stuff. Do you want to have a, a, a great marriage? Take on the mind of Christ. Take on the mind of Christ. Start serving him and serving your spouse. You, you want to have an incredible family? Take on the mind of Christ. Start serving him and serving your kids. You, you want to have an incredible career? Take on the mind of Christ. Start serving him and start serving others in your business and in your career path. You, you want to have that life that is impactful and meaningful? Take on the mind of Christ and start serving him and serving others. Paul says, this is what we should earnestly desire, right? So you should earnestly desire the most helpful gifts. But now let me show you a way of life that is what? That is best of all. You see, this is the best way for us to spend our lives, earnestly desiring to serve God and therefore serve others. Listen, I've been in ministry for 41 years. That's a, little, that's a few days, right? A few days. Got a little tread left, but that's a few days. I can tell you, I can't imagine of a better way to have spent my life. It, it's, it's just been incredible. And, and not because of me. Here's, here's what's happened in my life. In my life, God has put me in positions where I've had to go into difficult situations of real heartbreak and hurts. That's what we do as pastors. And every time I've gone into those situations, I have gone into those situations absolutely knowing that I am not capable or worthy or have the absolute capacity to even do anything 
in those situations. That I am not capable. And yet every time I've gone into those situations, every single time when I go in there just to serve him and serve others, the most amazing thing happens. God actually uses me. He actually has used me, and I walk out of those situations not understanding what just happened other than God showed up. And this unworthy person had the incredible opportunity to serve God and serve others. There is nothing, there is nothing like knowing the presence of God working through your life. Let me be frank for a minute. Your pastor, being frank. You ready? You should earnestly desire this. I mean, on the, on the front, you're not going to earnestly desire it because it's hard stuff, but you should earnestly desire this. We should not have to ask you to serve. Christ Church should not have to ask you to serve. If you have the mind of Christ, if you understand this, what we're talking about today, you will understand this is what makes us thrive and alive. Earnestly desire, Paul says. You should earnestly desire to be one of the people up here handing out forgiveness every Sunday. Imagine that, you handing out Jesus and forgiveness into somebody's life every Sunday. should earnestly desire to be back with our kids and our children, feeding Jesus into the lives of a whole new generation that can carry forward the, forward the faith and become the, the, the heaven's armies of a new generation. You should earnestly desire the gift to be able to pour Jesus into their lives. should earnestly desire every opportunity, even as being that smiling face to the door on Sunday morning that says, welcome, we are so glad you're here and you're going to meet Jesus today. You should earnestly desire. You see, this is the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ understands we are here to serve God, and that drives us into serving others. Okay, how does all that happen? Well, last week, Pastor Andrew told you the beginning place of that is to draw closer to God, right? Just draw closer to God. This is what God's going to do in your life transformation. He's going to start by changing your mind and understanding the purpose of your life. And that happens as you continue to do these spirit-filled disciplines. Scripture says, So all of us who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of the Lord. And the Lord, who is spirit, makes us what? More and more like him, Jesus, as we are changed into his glorious image. See, you will begin to have the mind of Christ, and that will begin to reflect in what you do as you serve him and you serve others. 
Jesus made that clear. He gave us a great image of that when he talked about himself relative to the vine, right? You know, the grapevine image, right? He says, I am the true vine. My father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit. Does he expect you to produce fruit, Christ follower? That would be amen, yes, he does, right? Amen, yes, he does. And he prunes the branches that do bear fruit, even sacrifice to grow more and more like him. He prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce what? Even more. The opportunity for us is incredible. The opportunity for Christ's church is incredible. If we just get the mind of Christ of serving God and serving others, employing these gifts that he's already given us, becoming heaven's army in this generation. The opportunity for your life is incredible. He says, you've already been pruned by the message I have given you. The word is available to us. Remain in me. I'll remain in you. For a branch cannot bear fruit if it's severed from the vine. And you can, cannot be fruitful unless you remain in me. We should know this. Go back to the Old Testament. It's one of the commandments, right? Not one of the suggestions, not one of the guidelines, one of the commandments. What's it say? Remember to observe the Sabbath day. Keep it holy. It's not just a day of rest. It's a day of rest in Christ. It's not just a day of rest. It's not just a day off. It's a day for God to overwhelm us again to come to the table, to get renewed and strengthened and forgiven again, to let the Holy Spirit once again take over our minds. He says, but when the Father sends the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, right, my representative is the Holy Spirit, he will teach you everything and he will remind you of everything that I have told you. If you're going to have the mind of Christ, you've got to do this stuff. If you're going to have the mind of Christ, you just got to do this stuff. But the outcome is understanding the purpose of your life, how incredible your life can be as you serve God and as you serve others. You see, transformation always leads us to bring Jesus and the kingdom into the lives of others. It always does. So what do you think? I mean, seriously, what are you thinking? As you go into Monday, what's going to be on your mind? As you go into Tuesday, what's going to be on your mind? As you look at your spouse, what's going to be on your mind? As, as you look at your kids, what's, what's going to be on your mind? As you, as you look at whatever your career is going or, or whatever your business you have, as you look at that, what's going to be on your mind? Because wherever your mind is, everything else follows. And the invitation is to take on the mind of Christ and understand your life is here to serve him and to serve others. Let's pray. Father, thank you. For the invitation today, the incredible invitation to think Jesus' thoughts, to, to take on 
the mind of Christ that is a new person here to serve, to serve the Father in all his desires and to serve others and to bring the kingdom, to bring them grace and forgiveness and love and compassion. Lord, today as we're coming to the table, once again, Jesus, you, you, you give us the gift of yourself as we come today. Take over our whole lives. Take over our thoughts. Help us to think your thoughts, that we can live a life of meaning and impact and purpose as we serve the Father and as we're driven into the service of others. We pray in Jesus' precious name. Amen.